You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. Hey winners, welcome back to the best day of the week. It is of course, Win The Day Wednesday. I've got something super special for you in this episode. I just got back from the Pathfinder Mastermind in Austin, Texas. So I'm gonna share with you the top 10 takeaways that I learned from some really influential entrepreneurs who are doing some amazing things so you can implement them in your own life and your own business right now. Before we begin, make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button so you can get access to episodes like this one as soon as they're released. And also a big shout out and thank you if you've left a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for the Win The Day show. Because the more ratings we get, the more likely it'll be for the show to reach someone out there who badly needs it. So thank you for helping spread the word so we can help more people win the day every day. And if you haven't left a rating or a review yet, you can click the link into the show notes. All right, let's get into today's mini-sode. As I mentioned, last week I was at the Pathfinder Mastermind in Austin, Texas. Now, when I first started in the corporate world back in the day, I was told about an email called the Monday Morning Memo by the Wizard of Ads. The Wizard of Ads is a guy called Roy H. Williams. And sure enough, just a few years later, Uh, ago, I was lucky enough to be at a place called the Wizard Academy, which is a non-profit venue that Roy H. Williams had created, where he helps teach people from all over the world who travel from all corners of the globe just to learn from Roy himself. Roy is one of the most successful ad copywriters on the planet and just a great bloke. He tells it how it is. So it it was quite surreal for me to go from my early days in the corporate world back to being there where I was able to meet Roy in person. It's just incredible how life pans out. I never in a million years could have imagined that would be the case. So I've now been to the Pathfinder Mastermind three out of the last four years. They had a year off for uh, for COVID. So I haven't missed this event since I've been there. And what they do is they really bring together about 50 high-level entrepreneurs from all around the world, from a whole bunch of different backgrounds. And I love just sitting there and learning from all of these different people. The Pathfinder Mastermind itself is hosted by a guy, a mentor of mine called Alex Mandosian. Alex has done some really cool things in the speaking circuit and through sales. He's known as a big online marketing guy. And Alex is bringing together some incredible people. He gets some of the attendees to share their stories and some other things as well. So I thought, imagine all of these notes that I have taken here and I I broke up all my notes. I, I had this notepad that I brought with me. And I had a to-do section, an implementation section, an ideas section, and notes from all of these different speakers. So I thought what I would do for you for this Win The Day community is I would share with you the top 10 takeaways, the biggest lessons that I have learned from this week that I had at the Pathfinder Mastermind at the Wizard Academy run by Roy H. Williams or at at the home of Roy H. Williams, hosted and facilitated by my good friend, Alex Mendozian. So that's what we're going to go through now. Lesson number one is make time for fun with no explanation necessary. A lot of the time we resent the fact that we're so busy that we have all of these obligations and commitments and we can't go out there and do what we want to do. That's especially true if you have children. It's just tough to get out there to have time for yourself. 
But one of the first things I shared at the Pathfinder Mastermind was the value, the importance, and even the obligation of prioritizing fun, making time for fun, but very importantly, doing it with no explanation necessary. You don't need to spend hours and hours coming up with a reason, an explanation, or an excuse as to why you should go and do something. If you want to have fun, we know that fun and joy are exceptionally important into having a really enjoyable life. Get out there and do it. So that's number one, make time for fun with no explanation necessary. Number two is all about vulnerability. Specifically, we know that vulnerability is what bonds together a team so they can achieve a shared mission much better because you get to know the individual journeys that people are on and what's important to people individually so you can move forward as a collective with that mission that you want. But if you're leading with vulnerability, that means you have to go first. You have to share your vulnerability first. You can't bring together a bunch of people and say, yes, now we're all going to be vulnerable, you all start first. No, if you're bringing people together and you're facilitating that or you're a leader in that role, you need to say, I'm going to lead with vulnerability. And then you share something from your life, from your journey that's deeply personal to put your vulnerability out there. Then and only then can you ask the people in the group to be upfront with their vulnerability. That's the way that you bond the team towards a collective mission because you know about the individual journeys. And on that point, when you do that, when you can can successfully lead with vulnerability, you're winning the heart. And when you win the heart, the head follows. So to win the heart, share a genuine and relevant vulnerability. And if you're in a leadership role, that means you lead with vulnerability first, or even in a conversation with someone, if you really want them to open up, you need to be vulnerable first. So that's number two. Number three is be aware of your confirmation bias. We all have our own confirmation biases that we have accrued from our time on the planet. But if you're not aware of your confirmation biases, you're really stunting your growth. At the Pathfinder Mastermind, they shared a quote from the famous coach, John Wooden. Now, the quote says, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts the most. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts the most. So if you're of the belief that you know it all and we can't learn from other people, then you're going to be in a very difficult situation because you'll be unable to grow. And perhaps you've seen businesses like that that are very much around that ripe and rotting mentality rather than green and growing. Ray Kroc is the guy who really commercialized McDonald's and brought it to great global success. One of his quotes is one of my all-time favorites. He said, it's better to be green and growing than ripe and rotting. If you're green and growing, you're aware that you can learn from other people. You're aware of your confirmation biases and you're focused on asking really deep, unique questions so you can get smarter, so you can have the impact that you want to have, the relationships that you want to have. So it's much better to be green and growing than ripe and rotting. So be aware of your confirmation bias and stop thinking that you're a know-it-all. Number four, change your lens change your life. This is a good natural follow-up from the last point. Oftentimes, we have had these really difficult things happen to us in life. And these misfortunes, these adversities can really get us down if we let it. But if we change the lens through which we view that adversity and that misfortune through, then it means that we can view it in a positive light. And that's really the backbone of what it means to have a growth mindset. So whatever you're struggling with right now, just remember that if you can change your lens, you can change your life. So that's number four. Number five is give yourself 
time. I mean, so many of us feel impatient and we get stressed out that we're not where we're at, especially if you've started a new pursuit. Maybe you've launched a new career initiative, but things in life take time. And if you try and force it, or even perhaps if there's a relationship that you're in, if you try and force all these different things, all that's happened, all that's going to happen is that you get frustrated and overwhelmed and stressed. And in fact, you might do a lot more harm than good in that situation. So give yourself time and allow things to reach their natural evolution. The example they used with Pathfinder Mastermind was that even the most beautiful butterfly has to first live as a caterpillar and then have its stage where it lives in a cocoon as well. So give yourself time rather than being so hard on yourself. Let things evolve naturally. Number six, talk about who you help and how you help them rather than talking about yourself. This one came from Roy H. Williams himself. And what Roy did was we all had these notepads and he asked us to write out a question that we would put on this piece of paper anonymously and he would go through and he would answer all of these questions. And the question that I asked was talking about uh, the about sections on people's websites. I was talking about like, Roy, you're very successful at ad copywriting. Is there anything that you learned from ad copywriting that should be applied to the about section, you know, like the about us when you go to someone's website and you want to learn a bit about who the person is and a little bit about their team. And what Roy said to me is that bad marketing is about you and your product. Good marketing is about your customer and their life. I want to repeat that because if you run your own business or if you're in professional services, this is exceptionally important. Bad marketing is about you and your product, talking about yourself so much, And good marketing is about your customer and their life. So if you can talk about the struggles that they're going through and give them hope and talk about their transformation, that is so much better than talking about yourself. So that's number six. Number seven is one that was actually really emotional for me. So um, I might actually um, just reveal what this one is and then I'll, I'll get into a little bit of a story. So number seven is that your life experience fundamenta- uh, fundamentally shifts your perspective. Last year at the Pathfinder Mastermind, um, Alex Mandosian, the facilitator of the whole mastermind, shared a video of his eight-year-old daughter who was misdiagnosed uh, with a, a health issue. She ended up in ICU in hospital, uh, again, eight years old as a parent. I can only imagine how tough that would have been. And they even brought a priest in um, because they they feared the worst. They they uh, actually forecast that she was going to pass away there in ICU, which would have been absolutely harrowing to go through as a parent. Then they had to transfer her to a different hospital. And Alex was driving behind this ambulance. And all of a sudden he saw the red sirens on top of the ambulance. They just stopped. And he was like, oh my God, my daughter has died in the ambulance. And it actually almost brings me to tears even thinking about this. But the Alex told the story and then he shared this video. And what he had put together in this video was that he realized that there were really only two things that he could do while his daughter was sitting there helpless and sick in hospital. He was able to get in touch with every single person he knew and he's got a very extensive network. So he reached out to people like Bob Proctor and Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen and and healers from a whole bunch of different modalities and he asked them to pray for his daughter and her health and her recovery that she would be able to, to make it through. And the other thing that Alex was able to do was take photos to document the journey. He said it was just something that that just invited him to do that. So that's what he did. And Alex told the story about his daughter's health journey um, and all of those things that happened to her at the age of eight and how she was in intensive care at, at hospital and then transferred to the new hospital on her deathbed. 
And then he played this video afterwards, which was really a photo montage, which spoke about, hey, I'm, it had text at the bottom. It would show a picture of Brianna, eight years old. And at the bottom of the photo with this beautiful music playing in the background, it would say, my name's Brianna, I'm eight years old. And here are the things that I love to do. And here's my brother and went through all of these different things about her life. And then it says, and then one day I got really sick. And that's when it cuts to the photos of her being in hospital, um, unresponsive. And last year I watched this exact same video and it brought me to, you know, it brought me to tears as I think it did to everyone in the room. The only difference between watching the video last week versus watching it last year, like the only thing that's really changed in my life is having our baby boy. So in January, we became parents for the second time when our, our boy Henry was born. And uh, it's been a great journey with him. You know, he's 10 months old now, um, but there's been three trips we've had to take to emergency with him in the first four months of him being born. He's totally fine now. Um, and I should say that Alex's daughter is totally fine as well. Um, but it really brought home the perspective that comes through life experience. Being a father of two, having a daughter and a son, and then watching this video montage of Alex's daughter with her health problems, being comforted by her brother. It was, I've never been in a situation in my entire life, and I'm sort of trying to think about the words to describe this to you. I've never been in a situation in my entire life where I've had to turn away, where I physically could not watch a video. I had tears rolling down my eyes. I was bawling like I've never cried in my 39 years on the planet. It was, you know, I was basically inconsolable. And I had people on either side of me, strangers, I've never met them before apart from that day, who were comforting me and patting me on the back while we were watching this five-minute video. It absolutely shook me up and, and rattled me to the core. And it was such a big lesson for me that your life experience fundamentally shifts your perspective. And it's really important that we recognize that these things happen and that we embrace them and we lean into it rather than trying to resist those different things. So it was just such an interesting thing for me. I, I didn't think that I would be like that. Literally the same stimulus, the same video was deeply emotional for me the second time a year watching it. So a great lesson that the life experience that we bring to something as we get older and have all these different moments and relationships and, and having children children and, and different experiences in business means that the lens through which we view the world, it fundamentally shifts our perspective of who we are. So that's number seven. Number eight is that there is a season for everything. Now, the thing they shared with this was that when your instinct tells you that a natural conclusion has arrived, you need to listen to it rather than resist it. Lean into it rather than resisted. I think deep down we have that intuition whether something is right for us. Maybe it's a business partnership. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's a friendship. Deep down, we have that intuition as to whether or not this situation is right for us with where we want to be. And if we resist our intuition, that's what leads to so much more stress and difficulty because we're going against something that's our spiritual, uh, we're, we're misaligned with something that's spiritually deeply important to us. So that's number eight. There is a season for everything. And when your instinct tells you that a natural conclusion has arrived, listen to it and lean into it. That's been a big one for me for the last five or so years. Number nine, no one answer or message convinces 
every person. You need to choose who to lose. This was another Roy H. Williams special. If you're in business or if you're a personal brand trying to tell your story, you will not be able to convince every single person with what you put out there. You need to choose who to lose. And if your message is powerful enough, you'll inevitably piss some people off. So if you want to have the impact that you want to have on the world, and impact is really, you know, if if we're thinking about impact and, and breaking it down like a mathematical formula, impact really is the size of your message multiplied by the speed at which you can communicate and transfer that message to other people. That's what impact is. But you will not be able to convince every single person. It reminds me a bit like the quote that says, you might be the sweetest peach in the world, but some people just don't like peaches. If you're spending all of your time trying to convince people over to your cause, it's a, it's a fool's errand. There's nothing that you can do. What you need to do instead is choose who to lose, draw a line in the sand, risk offending people, risk pissing some people off, and have a plan to bring the people you want into your tribe to give them the transformation. So that's number nine, choose who to lose. No one answer or message will convince every person. And the final lesson here, number 10, is that the light at the end of the tunnel, it's not a light, it's a mirror. You enter the light, the light that we spoke about there, this light at the end of the tunnel, you enter that light when you become and accept who you are because that light at the end of the tunnel is a mirror. It's reflecting who you are. And you really walk in the light when you embrace and accept who you are. And it's a real challenge when we're in a social media world and we see someone else's perfect snapshot. I'm using quotation marks, a perfect there, a perfect snapshot of an imperfect day. All of these different things that are happening in the world that we're in are trying to draw you away from who you are. But the more that you can lean into and accept who you are, that's when great things happen and you can walk with the light rather than it being the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's number 10. I hope you enjoyed all of those lessons from the Pathfinder Mastermind. And if you are not, if you don't have a regular event or a regular situation or activity for you to go and upgrade not only your mindset and your knowledge, as well as your relationships on at least a semi-annual basis, you need to get out there. I'm involved in so many of these different groups. Just like I run my own groups, I'm a very willing attendee and participant in a lot of these other groups because, uh, you know, the people that you meet at these situations and the things that you can learn, uh, especially as your life experience continues to involve, uh, evolve, are absolutely invaluable. So I hope you enjoyed those 10 lessons. Jump into the Win the Day Facebook group and leave a comment to let me know what your favorite lesson was out of those 10. And of course, if you've got any questions, you can either email me, info at jameswitt.com. You can send us an audio message or you can post in the Win the Day Facebook group. Happy to clarify things and help as much as I can. That's all from me. Remember to get out there and win the day. Until next time, go and implement these 10 lessons. Onwards and upwards, always. Always.